This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 90. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, it must be Monday, and it must be time for the Colored Pencil Podcast. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I am never better. So what are we talking about today, Lisa? We are talking about the importance of mistakes and why you shouldn't be afraid to make them. You know, this is one thing I think that plagues a lot of younger artists or newer artists that are coming back to art is being afraid to just make mistakes and asking a lot of questions, maybe prematurely, and just trying to seek advice and saying, oh, you know, I don't want to mess this up. You know, I've yeah. gotten this far right here. Maybe it's just the line drawing. You know, maybe it's just the layout of the drawing. And they're like... I don't want to mess this up. Well, they end up looking for answers before they know the, the extent of the question. So right. if you've not That's experienced those mistakes, then you can't you don't know what what question you're looking for. So you can't really find the answer. You can't just jump to how do I paint a cat? Or how do I draw a cat? Well, okay, we need a little bit more information than that. You need to right, have tried right. it several times so we know where your problems are. It's not as simple as Oh, here, here are the 10 steps to drawing a cat. Yeah, exactly. So making mistakes, they are it's a very necessary part of the learning process. It helps us to understand. It, it's feedback. It helps us to understand what to do and what not to do. You know, Lisa, I think one of the things that creates sort of this problem in our mind with this is we are all products of the learning process throughout school and many of us if we've gone to public school and probably other traditional education systems what happens is we understand what it takes to make a grade and so we study for that purpose for that end that we want to make that a and we're not really trying to learn something we're not really trying to gather information for the purpose of learning something we're gathering the information for the purpose of just spitting it back for the test once we're done with the test we forget it and so we've kind of set up people in that way in our education system and we've all kind of gone through that and so when we come to work Sometimes, And the reason why I'm saying work is art. I mean, we can think of it as work. When we sit down and we're going to draw or paint something, then we've, we're, we've got a series of problems that we're going to work through. And many times what happens is we're afraid, oh, we're not going to get that A because I'm not sure what I'm supposed to spit back right here. And I think that's kind of a, a way of thinking about this or framing it for a little bit, talking about it like that, because I, I think that's just kind of the thing that's in our mind is we're, we're afraid to fail because we've been taught all our lives it's not good to fail. It's only good to make an A. Yes. And that is just not how it works with art. I mean, I look back no. to how I learned. Now, I've been drawing since I was a kid. That's always been something I did. But when I was about 19, that's when I decided 
you know, I really want to do something with this. All my friends are telling me how great I am. And of course, my friends thought I was way better than I actually was and had me convinced of that as well. But I, you know, I started, I got some materials. I actually started, my main thing was acrylic painting at the time. I started by painting on cardboard just to to start painting on things. I would paint band logos for my friends just to get the practice of the medium. And once, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at all. And it's funny, I actually took a college course around that same time for graphic design and they were painting in it. I didn't finish the class, but point is, I was there for a few of them. And it was funny to me because I'm watching the students in the class. The teacher would say, okay, I want you to paint something along this theme. And he wasn't really teaching. Actually, throughout that class, he didn't teach anything. But that's a whole other issue. Don't you love that? Yeah. So, But the (laughs) thing was, the, the other students in the class were looking to me saying, well, how did you mix that? How did you do that? Well, I experimented until I got the results I wanted. I I, I made a bunch of mistakes and then I figured out what I liked and I went from there. The reason that I was doing what they weren't was because of my willingness to make those mistakes. They they were looking to get it right the first time. But because of that, they weren't progressing. Well, yeah. And, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I always advocate that, you know, if you're doing a piece in colored pencil or, or anything, drawing whatever, that you should always have a test piece of paper next to you and you're always going to test and you know some sometimes some of us are bold enough just to go ahead and and land on our project and start making mistakes right there on the project and i've been guilty of that more times than i want to admit but if i'm really thinking about it properly i'm i've got a test piece of paper next to me that i'm testing on and i'm trying things out especially when you know some red flags go up and when i'm about to do something like oh you didn't test that yet you don't know what that's going to do you know that kind of thing and i think the big thing for that would be for color matching if you're layering certain colors if yeah. you layer yellow on top of purple, you're going to get a very different result than if you put the purple down, or sorry, then Mm -hmm. do it in the reverse. Yeah, layer the purple over the yellow. You need to test that first to know that. And then that's the thing. I mean, if you, you're not going to know that if you don't experience it. So you may make the mistake or realize, wow, that looks terrible. I'm not going to do that again. Let's try something else. But you're not going to get to that point if you're so afraid of messing something up. But that's what that scratch paper is for. Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes it's our ego that will prevent us from failing, too. I mean, especially if, you know, we feel like, oh, we're just stuck here in the middle of an art piece and we're afraid of messing it up because it looks so good right now. We, mm-hmm. we take pictures of that. We post it all over social media. And four months later, we got that same piece in the same step that we were in several months ago because we're afraid we're going to mess it up from where it was. But one thing about that is there's there's a similar feeling that we'll get from failing that we would get from having success. Now, what I mean by that is if we're over here on the point of uh, the spectrum here, if we think of it like a spectrum or a, a pendulum, and we're in the failure area, there's a lot of things that we don't know. There's a lot of things that we're afraid of and that we think that uh, what we've done now will be repeated. It'll, it will always be bad and that kind of thing. And then if we go in the other direction and we have success, then often we're afraid, oh, now, if I, you know, if my, what's my encore here? If I, if I start a new piece, am I going to mess that up because I had success over here? And, you know, we've, we've got a lot of, we're in isolation, I guess, in a lot of ways when we're on one side or the other. And really what happens is we start learning, I think, a lot more 
when we make these incremental uh, steps and learning things along the way. And we're somewhere in the middle there between success and failure. And we're pushing ourselves just a little bit. But, you know, we've all seen it where somebody, um, they have success with one thing. They create some great piece of art. Uh, it's wonderful. It's it's great, and and they want to show it, and that's that's great. And maybe they won, you know, a blue ribbon in a show or something like that. And then we don't hear from them again for months and months, or a year or two, three years, because they're afraid of an encore. They're afraid to mess anything up and go on. But what I want to encourage you to do is just push ahead and go ahead. And maybe your next one won't be as great as your last one. Typically, it will be. It'll be better. But just get you know get over that piece of it and just decide hey it's okay if i mess it up it's okay if i'm not as great as the last time and two things a couple of things i want to bring up in relation to that first as far as making mistakes or always expecting your next piece to be better than your last yes hopefully you are improving but you have to be willing to have your next piece not be as good as your last if you want to improve because if you're so worried about messing things up then you're not trying things new there was a quote i've been posting it all over everything lately i had it i think in my newsletter and on twitter and somewhere else i just brought it up too but it was something along the lines the the author was unknown but it it was something about how if you always do what you always did you'll always get what you always got you've got to try different things in order to push forward and i've got a video that i was just editing for ink tense working with ink tense pencils and it is by far not my best ink tense piece actually one of my first ink tense pieces i think was more impressive than this one however i learned so much more from this one which isn't the best finished piece i'm not super proud of it mm-hmm. but i learned so much more from this one one than I did many of my previous ones. I learned how great you can flick paint to get different um, rays of light I was doing for these beta fish, which also in turn works for stars and it works for all. I mean, I learned a lot in this piece because I was willing to make the mistakes and mess something up for the sake of learning something new. The uh, So don't always feel like every single thing has to be better. And it's funny because I'll occasionally get people make comments to me about that, that one of my pieces, oh, your last one was better. Yeah, no kidding kidding. I don't, I, I don't live in a world where everything has to be better than the last. I want to try new things that I can then apply to right. something in the future that will be better than the one before. So many artists, though, are in that trap, though, Lisa, and I, I know you agree with that, that they think it has to be better. It absolutely has to be better. And I love what you just uh, illustrated there, and that was that you were willing to go ahead and complete something and, and work through it and trouble through it and then learn something along the way, even though you're not measuring it based on your your past success. And there's a lot to be said about that. And I think especially for artists, we get into that trap where, you know, we we want everything to be so much incrementally better than our last piece. And, you know, it it, it feeds into that whole mindset of just uh, trying to feed the ego. And we have to kind of step back and think, you know, what are we doing this for? You know, is is it something that is just bringing us enjoyment and and uh, we we know that we're going to bring enjoyment to others and through our art. And this is something that we do. This is a part of our life. Or is it because we're just in competition with ourselves or with someone else or with what, you know, the the uh, the group or the the audience, uh, whoever that is, fill in the blank for yourself, what they think. 
And, you know, it, it shouldn't be the latter. Another quote to follow up with what you were saying there, Lisa, that I really love. I can't remember who to attribute this to, but it goes like this. If someone else has done it, then you can do it too. If no one else has done it, then you can be the first. And I think a lot of times the reason why we're afraid to fail is we we don't give ourselves the permission to go ahead and do something and we, we look we may look around and we may start beating ourselves up and say well I can't, I can't be that good as as someone over here or you start start that comparison game that that uh, leads to to something bad not the comparison that you usually talk about Lisa but the the compare and despair type of thing and you know with with the encouragement to go ahead and just do something, it doesn't matter, you know, if you don't have the most original idea that's ever been thought of, you know, and this piece is just too blasé. I'm not going to do this too vanilla. I'm not going to do this. Ever, ever, it's been done before. Everyone else has done this. It doesn't matter. You may not have ever done that. Just go ahead and do it and keep progressing forward. That's, I, I really believe it just comes down to that incremental progress and sticking with something and completing what you start. Now, one thing that's really, really common is that you will feel like the more you do, the worse you got, that you used to be better. Your first pieces were so much better than what your current pieces are. Usually what's happening is that you have actually improved so much that you're recognizing mistakes more than you ever did before. Those original pieces probably weren't quite as good as you're remembering them. We tend to romanticize those earlier ones. We kind of put them away. We're not looking at them constantly. We're looking at our current piece and we feel like the current one isn't as good. That's just because you've actually improved enough that you're able to notice little minor details that you don't first notice when you first start working on an, in any given medium or with art in general. So if you are looking at something and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm getting worse, don't feel like that. That's not, you know, this isn't a pro- generally a problem. Most of the time you're getting better. You're just recognizing mistakes that you didn't notice before. Yeah, a lot of times it's good just to, just to put those art pieces up and not look at them for some time and then come back to them a lot later. And Instead of using those rose-colored glasses, uh, we'll be able to see them for what they really were, and we'll be able to measure progress. I mean, if you put them away for a year or so, and you come back and take a look at them, we might have a better understanding of where we were. Another thing that we may often hear, maybe we've heard in the past, and maybe we kind of think of this in the back of our mind, is the only way to fail is to quit. And I know this is sort of a mantra that coaches have when they're, you know, you're on a basketball team or something like that. And it, it's a way to motivate somebody and to get them to, to do something. But I think that this can also sometimes maybe not serve us that well if we're artists and we apply that to our artwork. Because what can happen is we start thinking that, you know, oh, I have to finish this no matter what. I made a big misstep over here and it's something I can't correct, but, you know, I can't correct this, but I. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quit because that's just failure. Some, you know, sometimes it's okay to quit a piece, especially starting out and you've done some. You know, you made a big mistake or something. Yeah, the initial line drawing was wrong. That's yeah. the piece I would definitely start over. So we have to think of you know these things if if they're serving us well and and if these uh, inner voices, these critics that we have that we're you know parroting back to ourselves things that we've heard over the years, we have to uh, evaluate that and see if it really does fit. Every time. And if you talk to most artists, if you ask them, how did you learn to draw? Most of us are going to tell you 
by drawing over and over again, by practice, by doing it wrong. That includes by making a lot of mistakes. How did you learn to mix colors? By making a lot of mistakes, by doing it wrong until I figured out what worked best. But if you can get the fear out of your head, it's the fear of messing up that I think holds people back. Not the mistakes. The mistakes aren't the problem. The problem is the fear of making the mistake. Don't be afraid of messing up. Throw paint all over. Throw your pencils down and see what happens. Okay, unless they're Prismacolors, they'll all break. Um, But, you know, throw the color you want down on the paper and see what happens. I... I personally am not one to really like doing little studies. Some artists learn best that way. I've always been one. I draw out a project and I work from there. I make mistakes as I go along and figure out how to fix those mistakes, which is really important yeah. if you plan on being an artist who takes commissions because you need it's as important for you to know how to fix mistakes as it is to know how not to make them in the first place. So d- these aren't a bad thing. Mistakes is that word is not a negative word. It's a just something you have to figure out. We ha- are problem solvers as artists. We want Mm -hmm. to think of it as this fantasy, we're dancing in the moon barefoot fairy tale of creation. No, in reality, if you're going to get good where you're working in realism and you are doing good layouts, we're problem solvers. We look at what is the problem? The problem is I need to figure out how to mix this tree with this flower and have it balanced well and get the colors right. You're solving problems throughout the entire process. That's how you have to look at it. And you know, and a lot of times what we're doing is we're looking at people uh, artists that we look up to and we're thinking you know we're seeing the facebook life that they're living and we're we're looking at the, their only uh, posts that they're making are these very sanitized posts on instagram and facebook of these beautiful creations that they've labored over for a long time but you know think of it this way every master was once a disaster you like that a little rhyme there okay Uh, (laughs) kind of terrible but it's so true though because we're not seeing all the hundreds of hours of mistakes or the studies that they've done or the sketchbooks that they'll never show anybody i mean it just it just takes putting in the hours and putting in the, the all that effort and then it's smart of an it's a good thing for an artist who sort of put their uh, you know their best foot forward and and put the the work out there that is supposed to be propped up and to sort of keep back some of the ones that maybe shouldn't be looked uh, shouldn't be shown. It's funny that you say that about the sketching. I just this last weekend to I was doing the Smart Art Box project and it was sketching with an oil-based charcoal pencil, which were actually really cool by the way. But anyway, hmm. for the first couple of sketches that I did, I didn't show those in the video. I was just kind of playing around, okay, what happens when I do these? They look terrible like really terrible and then the next one was decent but you're john is right Right. we don't always show you guys every little thing that we do as we're making these mistakes but we are all making them as we learn and figure things out just don't be afraid to make them yeah exactly but it's it's funny that some people uh, they really believe that because somebody may be you know, out there in the public eye that everything that they do, it turns to gold. It's so not true. And, you know, that, that's just something to keep in mind that, you know, all these pe- all these artists that you look up to, though, they have created something that was not worth showing uh, in the past or presently they're doing that. And, you know, they're only showing you things that, that they want you to see. They're only showing the art that is worth seeing right now. All right, well, that's all we have for you today. I know this was kind of short, but you know what? This is such an important topic that 
Lisa and I really wanted to cover this. And, you know, we're doing this all out of love and out of uh, concern for you as the artist. And we know what it's like to beat yourself up over mistakes. So maybe you want to contribute to this conversation. You can do that at Sharpened Artist and at Lockery on the Twitters. We're also on Facebook in the Colored Pencil Podcast. And you can reach out to us through email podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.